Hi, this is Jay Baer of Convince and Convert Consulting, and welcome to the new Content Experience Show. Content Experience is the new content marketing. It's not only about reaching audiences where they are, but engaging them with personalized, useful content that matters. On the Content Experience Show, we share strategies, tips, and real-world examples of how leaders are taking their content marketing to the next level. Now, here's your hosts, Randy Frisch from Uberflip and Anna Harak from Convince and Convert Consulting. Welcome to the Content Experience Podcast. I am Randy Frisch. Usually at this point, I'd say, hey, Anna, how's it going? How'd you enjoy that podcast? But today, Anna's on vacation. She is taking a little bit of time, enjoying. I'm actually going on vacation too tomorrow. But you know, it, it's, it's actually a great topic because this podcast with Blake Snow, who's an author and freelance journalist, content creator, is actually all about taking time to disconnect. He wrote a book called Log Off, and that book looks at how to stay connected after disconnecting. And his whole point is, is that sometimes we're so on the go every day, right? We feel a need to check our LinkedIn thread, our Twitter posts, our Instagram. If we're not researching what's going on in the industry in which we work or, you know, how our friends are doing, then how can we possibly relate? But his point is that if we actually take that time to disconnect, we become more productive. We become more creative. And even as marketers, we start to create better content and understand more what our audiences may be looking for. So I'm really excited for you to join us over the next 20, 30 minutes. We're going to dig in here. I know, ironically, you're going to be listening to digital media, but hopefully try not to look at your screen. Try not to look at other ideas and challenge yourself to come up with that next idea, to disconnect, let your brain explore, and who knows what you're going to come up with on this podcast I thank you so much for listening. It's going to be a fun one. Here we go with Blake Snow. Hey, Blake, thanks so much for making time. I'm actually really excited about today's show because, you know, we've got your book to talk about. We've got content creation to talk about. But before we get into any of that, because I know a little bit of your background, why don't you share for us how you got into the whole content world. Like where does your journey start, if you will? Yeah, thanks, Randy, and thanks for having me on the show. Um, I got my start back when blogging was still cool. So circa 2005, um, you know, pre, this is pre-Facebook, pre-social media, pre-YouTube. Are you and suggesting blogging is not cool anymore? I, uh, I, well, it's, it's not trendy anymore. I mean, it's, <laughs> so I'm a big believer in blogging and, I, and all the latest stats that I've encountered say that it's still an awesome way to reach people, but it's not the hypey way like a, a vlogger is. Today. That's fair. So, that's yeah, so that's when I got my start. Not suggesting, not offending any bloggers. I'm a, I'm a big time believer of blogging. I've been doing it for almost 15 years now. So no, it's, yeah, so that's when I got my start. I kind of backed into it because in college, I strongly disliked writing uh, based on two not very good English teachers that just didn't make the subject fun. So I just naively as a 20 something, you know, college student thought I didn't like writing. Um, <laughs> so I, but we, back, we won't make you call out those teachers. If you have no, a no, no, class. no. Yeah. They, they meant well. So anyway, so I, I had this one last English class at a take. I don't remember what it was called, but it was, it was, I could take it whenever it wasn't like in the core that I had to do at the first part before declaring a major. So I, I just pushed this off to literally my last semester. I was a senior and I get in this class and this guy just sits us down and goes, hey, this is going to be really unlike any other writing class you've taken. 
you get to pick the subject matter. I'm a big believer that when you write about something you're passionate, your writing's more interesting, better, and you'll reach more people. So that was that just flipped the switch. And so I, I went on and graduated, but ever since I was like, wow, I, I really do like writing now. So that's when I started a blog on the side, did that for a few months, caught some traction. And then at the time, if for any for any old school readers out there, AOL reached out and was like, hey, we'd like you to be a tech gadget blogger. I was like, sure, you're going to pay me to write. I would do it for free. So I started writing for them. One thing led to another. I, I became a, a freelance feature or explanatory journalist is, is kind of the fancy way of saying it's for, you know, um, lots of U.S. fancy publications in the U.S., um, mostly online, some print back in the day, but now it's all online. And uh, yeah, I did that until... Uh, you know, the economic financial recession of 2009. And at that time, I, I pivoted to starting reaching out to Fortune 500 companies. They started hiring me as a consultant and writer to help tell them, tell their stories, find their voice. And pretty much so, yeah, so about the last 10 years I've been doing that, uh, mostly for Fortune 500 companies. But I still, I still do stuff for mainstream consumer media um, just to keep the, the feathers in my cap. And plus, it's fun to try to reach mass audiences in the millions it's, it's always a challenge and so yeah that's that's kind of how cool. i arrived where i am today very cool so i want to you know for everyone who listens to this podcast they know that we bring on content marketers or people who understand the value of content and delivering it in a better experience i want to come back to content but we're gonna we're gonna kind of like take a bit of a fork in the road here and and people are gonna wonder where the hell we're going with this because you wrote a book but the book on the surface doesn't seem like it's for content marketers. We'll get to that in the second half of the show. Why don't you first line up what this book is all about and how, how you got to the point of, of writing it? Yeah. So about, about 10 years ago, like most 20 somethings, you know, I was burning the midnight oil. I was a workaholic, no doubt about it. it was seeking my fortune, very cliche, common human, you know, thing to do in your twenties. And, and then I, you know, I'd been online. I think I calculated like, 1300 consecutive days just couldn't break away. I was addicted to comments and, and just couldn't break away from work. It was my life. Fast forward to, you know, I had this week in Montana with friends and my family and I was really apprehensive because there's still parts in Montana. I know Canada as well that they'd have dial up or no cell service. And I was going into one of those situations just outside of Yellowstone national park. Anyway, I went there. It, I was blown away by the dynamic, like what it did for me personally. Like, and I knew that, hey, I want more of this. I don't want to just go on vacation to have this incredible feeling of being in the moment and connecting with those immediately around me. And so I, that kind of made me start to tinker with the switches in terms of how I engaged and worked on a daily basis and started experimenting with you know, backing off my technology, using it in very meaningful ways, but literally you know, moving towards a more low caloric technology diet, then it, it, it had an immediate impact on my output, my reach, my marketing. Um, you know, it just, my, my career really started to take off after first breaking into to content. And so at that point, it's like, hey, maybe I'm on something. So I started interviewing a bunch of psychologists about how our smartphones and, and internet compulsions or addictions are really messing with our ability to produce and contribute and, and you know, hopefully publish really inspired content. And the, the research is overwhelming that, you know, constantly staying connected to social media 
and the internet not only makes us miserable, there's a lot of convincing evidence that shows we're just not very good workers. We're not good marketers. We're not good storytellers when we just go into the default, hey, let's let Google and, and Facebook and all these social media people dictate how I spend my day by interrupting me every minute of my day as opposed to, no, man, you're going to work for me. Like These are powerful tools, but I say when I use you, you're not going to distract me. You're not going to sell my privacy for your gain. I'm going to use you as a powerful tool to do better work and, and live a more enriched, fulfilling personal life. So that's it, you're right. Like I get that asked often, like, well, what does this have to do with like a business professional? I would argue it has almost everything to do that if you're ticking off these boxes personally, you're going to have a more inspired output as a professional. And that's certainly been the case in my career and, and from a lot of the evidence and research that I've encountered when writing this book. So it's really interesting. Uh, the book is called Log Off, How to Stay Connected After Disconnecting. And it, to be honest, at first when I saw it, it, it reminded me of the Arianna Huffington book uh, that I actually bought to, for my wife lately because like neither of us were sleeping well. Uh, and I thought she'd read it and tell me how to sleep better. Um, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like yours is, you know, if Arianna is just a, at a high level, is maybe how to disconnect at night. Yours is how to disconnect in the day, but still be productive. And, and it's funny as you describe this because I, I often kid about how some of the best blog posts and you know, to your point, it's not cool anymore, but I still do it. Um, you know, the, some of the best blog posts I write are on airplanes where I have no Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. Like, where I have no connectivity, even though I curse it in that moment to say, I'm not going to be productive, but then I end up just being super productive, whether I'm writing a blog post, or I'm putting together like my next keynote presentation. Sometimes, not having all those distractions can actually make us more productive and more creative. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's a lot of overwhelming research, Randy, that shows the physical act of being bored leads to inspiration. So you exactly, your, your point about being on an airplane bored leads to an inspired blog post is you're not alone in that. Like there's overwhelming research that points that just shows that to be true. Have you ever seen inside out that Pixar movie from a few years I ago? I love that movie. Great movie. And, and similar to that, that if we suppress, if we suppress boredom, which, which social media and, the, and constant connection to the internet lets us do, it lets us say, I'm never going to be bored. I'm just going to always distract myself and just keep myself, you know, feeding on this digital psalm or wherever I can. And it's bottomless. So it's the same as like that movie where if you suppress sadness, you can't really fully appreciate joy. And it's the same feeling, you know, with breaking off online. And so, um, I'm glad you realized that, but you're exactly right. It seems counterproductive, um, but it, the, the research is overwhelming that when we are able to break away and have these really good sessions of, of offline life, whatever you want to call it, but these long bouts of boredom or, or not being constantly distracted or fed information, we can really allow our brains and our subconscious to produce incredible results for whatever it is we want to do. And I, and I mean like, so I'll give you another example. So some of my best uh, writing comes when I'm reading 
uh, a classic such as Mark Twain's Tom Sawyer instead of like a business book about how to be a better writer. I, I'm not joking in that, that when we can really break away from what we're doing, it, it gives our, our intellect a, a chance to just breathe and exhale and process and take things in. And then when we go back to work, when we get back to the keyboard or wherever it is you work, you do your work, you're much more inspired with this kind of clear headed approach to producing hopefully much better content. So Blake, I, I'm fully into this now. To be honest, I didn't even know where this podcast was going to go with with your book topic, but but it makes so much sense. We're going to dig deeper on this. We're going to take a quick break first and hear from some of our sponsors. We'll be back with Blake Snow to talk about his book, Log Off, and how that connects to us as content marketers. Hi, friends. This is Jay Bear from Convince and Convert, reminding you that this show, the Connect Show podcast, is brought to you by Uberflip, the number one content experience platform. Do you ever wonder how content experience affects your marketing results? Well, you can find out in the first ever content experience report, where Uberflip uncovers eight data science-backed insights to boost your content engagement and your conversions. It's a killer report, and you do not want to miss it. Get your free copy right now at uberflip.com slash connex show report. That's uberflip.com slash connex show report. And the show is also brought to you by our team at Convince and Convert Consulting. If you've got a terrific content marketing program, but you want to take it to the very next level, we can help. Convince and Convert works with the world's most iconic brands to increase the effectiveness of their content marketing, social media marketing, digital marketing, and word of mouth marketing. Find us at convinceandconvert.com. All right, Blake. So I can't stop thinking about this idea of when I'm most creative right now. And the reality for me is sometimes it's when I'm in the shower. I really hope they don't invent perfectly waterproof phones because I'm sure that'll just you know, fuck that up. Uh, and to be honest, some people you know always ask me like, why do I drive to work? Why don't I you know jump in into a subway or something like that? My concern is if I did, I'd just be on my phone. I do yeah. some of my best thinking when I'm in that car and I'm just letting my mind kind of roam in, into different ideas. And then I come into the office and I'm ready to go setting my day from a strategic perspective. So let's let's take this though more to the realm of marketing right um and maybe you can share with us some of the findings that you have and the research that you did or some of the examples of some of those great ideas that come when we allow ourselves to disconnect yeah that's a it's a great point randy and i'm glad you like you recognize that hey when i'm driving I can purposefully and meaningfully break away. And that's what really what, you know, Laroff is about is not only just accepting and taking life's free little gifts of, of like, here, you have to, I'm going to force you to break away here, but consciously deciding to seek out more of those and set more boundaries for yourself that you can, you can just experience that more on your own because you know, it's going to lead to, uh, to big results. So, I mean that, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the, I think the starting point in terms of becoming a better content marketer um, in my case. Then, I mean, there's a, there's several points that we could talk about. So not long ago I was invited uh, to speak to uh, this group of like 50 CEOs in, in Silicon Valley. And it was a really cool honor to go and talk to them. And then, and they basically just said, what we want to know, you know, you've been doing this over a decade 
uh, what can you tell us about content marketing in, in general? And there's a few things, I guess there's five big points that we can maybe talk about or noodle on for this and kind of see where it takes us. And the- yeah, why don't you give us all five and then we can maybe pick your favorite two to dig deep on. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's go through the list of five. I'll let, I'll let you just rhyme them off and then I'll pick my top two. How's that? Okay, yeah, sounds good. So number one um, it relates to uh, content marketing, like, you know, for any baseball fans, like batting is, is, is a largely failing, uh, failing effort. So I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Most of the research I've encountered is that 66% of content marketing campaigns fail, meaning you're going to not reach even half or a quarter of the audience you had these high hopes of reaching. It's just, that's generally what I've found. So if you're, if you're batting 300 in content marketing, you're doing a good job. So that's, that's the first lesson I think it's important to know. Second one is it's, it's, this is, this has been really important for me in my career. It's better to offend one person and reach another than be forgettable. Um, So far too often in content marketing, we're like, Okay, we want to reach the entire audience. What can we do? How can we bland and dilute our message so hopefully we don't offend anyone and everyone will pick up on our message? The, the, the takeaway there is that just doesn't work. And that's the default kind of targeting approach that we take. Whereas my approach is let's assume that your audience is two people. I mean, I know it's never gonna happen. Let's assume you assume you want your let's assume you want your content to reach two people. It's better to offend one of those and really connect and resonate with another than to be ignored by both, which is sadly what most content marketing um, campaigns and I think approaches take. So that's the second finding that I've, that I've found in my career. The third is your customer doesn't care about your brand, at least not yet. We, we've talked way, brand has become such a ridiculous cliche word that everyone's branding now. And it's, it's, it's not even true because, well, I, I don't mean to say that. That's, that's, that's a stretch. I'm saying, yes, branding has power, but it, it's come to the point, especially in content marketing, that the reason, the reason we publish content with regularity and greater cadence is to remind people why they should keep caring about us. So brand has lost some of its value. Now we only care about great t- content. And if you keep feeding me good content, I like your brand. I'll respect your brand. I'll do business with you. So that's a, that's a big thing that not only do your brand, people don't care about your brand. They only really care about what you've done lately for them as a brand. And so that's an important point. Cool. So we got two more here. Yeah. The fourth one, you're only as good as your last post. That was related to the one I just spoke to. You can do great work. If you stop doing great work, people are going to stop listening. You'll fall in between the cracks and be forgotten. So if you want to stay relevant, you have to keep publishing uh, great content. You have to keep telling great stories. The fifth and final is those who publish often reach wider audiences. This is uh, content marketing is basically a numbers game. Yes, it, it involves some quantity or some quality. You want to tell great evergreen, good stories, timely stories that are, are relevant to your audience. But again, you can't just publish once here and there and expect to find an audience. You have to be relentless and persistent in terms of here's something new. Here's another new thing that I'm saying right now. Here's what else you should care about. And so I found that that those kind of five things have been the guiding principles in, in my career to find big audiences and, and connect with people. All right. Those, those were great. So we, we went into depth on those. I, I know I said I'd pick a couple. Let's, let's pick one. And I, I'm a numbers guy, right? So I'm going to go to the first one you started off with, which somehow I still remember, which was 66% of content marketing campaigns fail. So, you know, and that doesn't, sadly, that doesn't surprise me, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, and, and especially when you look at the fact 
that some of your other findings there is that we have to keep trying with more content, or at least we feel that way, which is debatable on its own. But, yeah. uh, you know, and, and as a result, it's not always going to work. So back to the idea of logging off, how does that help improve that, that conversion rate? Like, uh, you know, one of the things I often think of myself is so often I'll start to create a piece of content whether it's a post or, or, or a video asset. And I just go right into creation, right? I'm yeah. like, do my research and then I'm going to start typing or videoing or whatever that verb is. Yeah. Uh, is the argument here to actually just take a breath and, and just really think about what we're going to create first? Yeah, well, so there's a couple, so there's, a, there's three specific moving parts to this principle. Uh, and, and here's how log off, logging off can can help you. Now, I, I got to pause here, Randy, and, and the marketer in me is just dying to share the URL of my audiobook and, and paperback and, no um, Go for it. And, the, and the audible version and the, and the digital version. It's logoffbook.com. Um, if you just go there, it'll take you to all three of your favorite formats. So, um, logging off can lead to these, can change kind of these three reasons why I think, why I believe, and kind of what I've noticed, observed that why you know, two thirds of all content marketing campaigns fail. The first is um, most failing content, content campaigns only talk about themselves. And when you're, you're, when you're constantly plugged in and phoned in to your own life, your own operation, your own business, of course you're going to be self-centered. And so that breaking away and finding balance, like this isn't all about me. I'm not the center of the universe and getting off and disconnecting from my you know, everyday operations is a great reminder of that. And so once you're, once you are in a good habit of breaking away, you can start to see the world in, okay, I can't just talk about myself. And we all kind of say, we know we're not supposed to, but some of us don't know how to do that when we're constantly just focusing on what we're doing, what, how we're, how we're, how we're moving our cog in this big, huge world. And so that's the first way that once you break away, you can start to become more aware of the other issues that interest your audience or the other obstacles, so to speak, the, well, why should they care about what I'm doing? Yes, I think it's great because I believe in it. This is what I've dedicated my life's work to, but this, everyone else is distracted. How might they approach what I'm trying to tell them differently? And so that's the first, I think, piece to that logging off really helps. The second is, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that I got my start um, with journalism. And, and I'm, I'm a big believer that the more we move towards, you know, credible journalism as content marketers, the better it works. I mean, in fact, I'll go on, I'll go on record to say that, uh, you know, newspaper journalisms were the original gangsters of content marketing before we even called it that 1700s. They were the ones that decided, Hey, if we start telling these credible, informative, true stories, we can sell ads and things alongside these stories. And that's basically what we're still doing to today. So how can logging off help us become more credible journalists? Again, kind of related to the first, it helps us step back and see the world from a broader perspective where it's not just about what we're working on. Um, and, and that informs our ability to tell more convincing, more informative, and hopefully more relevant stories. And then lastly, and this is a big one where, I mean, Randy, we're, we're and most content marketers know this, but we're in the, the loudest, the most, uh, you know, the most um, distracting in media market since recorded history. I mean, th there are more voices now participating in, in this online conversation or just the conversation in general about what's true, what's fake news, what's real news, what's conspiracy, what's, I mean, there's just 
an unending number of voices. And so the last way that logging off can really help us kind of break through that really loud and really distractive market is if we're not in that spinning our wheels and playing that same game in terms of, hey, we're just going to start yelling and throwing a bunch of stuff out there and hopefully something sticks. We can really step back and realize, okay, how I'm going to fit in if, if I do believe this is the loudest market ever, what do I have, what do, how do I have to change how, what I'm seeing to stand out in that really noisy media market? And that's really powerful to know that I, I'm, you know, that you can do this, but you have to, you have to be even more strategic about how you're going to stand out because it's just a way more distracted world now. Blake, this has been a ton of fun. I really challenging us in terms of how we spend our day and how we approach the more strategic step by actually taking a step back and, and almost stopping to try to be so strategic is, is ironically what it sounds like and, and just, you know, see what's happening around us and give some, some time to, to reflect. I, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Uh, usually this is where I would give you the chance to do a plug. You pretty much already did that. So we know to go to logoffbook.com. Uh, that takes you right to Amazon as I tried myself and looks like a nice, great short read that's got some great reviews. So I encourage people to go and check out that book on Kindle or get the paperback and uh, you know, definitely make sure you take that time. It sounds like audiobook too, which allow you to almost log off a little bit more in the background, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I like it. All right. Well, we're going to do Blake. We're going to get you to stick around for a minute. We're going to get to know you a little bit for a couple minutes. So stick around on the content experience show. We'll be right back with Blake Snow. All right, Blake, thank you so much for sticking around. I, I feel like we've been talking about all the things that you should be doing when you're not working without actually talking about what you do when you're not working. Right on, man, yeah. That's usually what we save this part of the show for. So I usually have a really clever, you know, zigger for someone, catch them off guard, but it would be ridiculous if I didn't give you an opportunity to talk about like, what is one of those uh, out there in the wild things that you do when you log off from technology? Like, where do you find you do your best personal thinking? Um, that's a great question. I think there's a couple things that, that come to mind. Um, the, I, I, as most of us, I freaking love food, Randy. And in the last few years, I've become a bit of a amateur home chef. I, 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 you know, working on a keyboard in front of a screen. So long, you know, so, so regularly throughout my day, it's such a, a wonderful break to be able to bust out a knife, cut onions, uh, you know, consult a recipe or, or now getting to the point where I can just make my own creations and see how they turn out and just totally disconnect. So cooking is a big one for me. And then the second, another cliche popular one is, is travel. I firmly believe that we live on the most incredible orbiting ball in the observable universe. And I want to try to see as much of it as I can because it's inspiring. I do so by hiking or surfing or snowboarding or um, basically any way I can, I can go out and, and experience the outdoors. I'm, I'm up and game for. All right. So doing. let's combine those two. What's your favorite location to go to for the purpose of, you know, some sort of cultural food experience? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you got to You have. I read this book about cooking, and I I tend to believe the assertion that you know seventy percent of the culinary techniques that we use today come from Viva la France, <laughs> and I would say that that's true. I mean, if you want fine dining and kind of pay homage to this wonderful cuisine, that Western cuisine that most of us enjoy, 
Um, it's hard to beat, uh, you know, Parisian food. Um, another kind of, there's a couple other places though that really surprised me in terms of their, their food. Um, I just got back from Dominican Republic and was very surprised by their take on beans and rice and uh, their plata de dia, plata de dia, as they say, uh, basically just really simple chicken with beans and rice. It's, I would even argue it's, you know, I lived in Brazil for a while. I would almost argue it's more flavorful than some of the everyday Brazilian beans and rice I've had. So a big, uh, yeah, that, that was a, that was cool to, to see that, but oh man, there's, there's so many places. Uh, and that's, and I think that's what's so cool about travel is you can, you can travel with your palate as well as your other senses. And, and that's, what's cool combining those two hobbies. Awesome. Like, well, this has been a ton of fun just to, to learn how you disconnect, to, to see how you're encouraging people to do so. And the funny thing about all that is the, the ironic outcome is to be more productive and you know, have better conversion rates on our content and everything that we do in our day. So I thank you so much for challenging us. Uh, for everyone who's listened in on this podcast, again, you know, definitely go check out Blake's book at logoffbook.com. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts, and especially when you can leave us feedback, please do. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to the Content Experience Podcast. I'm Randy Frisch. Anna Iraq is usually with me, enjoying a day off, and we thank Blake Snow for joining us. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to the Content Experience Show. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentexperienceshow.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. That's contentexperienceshow.com. The Content Experience Show is sponsored by Convince and Convert Consulting and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert. If you're interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show, just go to convinceandconvert.com.